It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome to This is the Jet Life with Dan Burnham, your guide to the New York Jets sports and much more. And now, your host, Dan Burnham. What is up, everybody, and welcome to The Worst Day in This is the Jet Life programming history. This is a podcast that I couldn't even fathom ever recording with the hype around Aaron Rodgers and the offseason and everything that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala had built. We bring in the golden goose, the big fish, Aaron Rodgers, the number one offseason acquisition of the entire NFL. With all the hype in the world around the New York Jets playing September 11th, Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills, and in four snaps before Aaron Rodgers even completes a pass, he goes down with some questionable blocking play calling and holding onto the ball by Aaron Rodgers as well. He's got a torn Achilles. He's out for the entire season, already been put on IR by the Jets. His season is over. His future remains in flux. We don't know what's going to happen. We assume he's going to get surgery sooner than later. And then whether or not he wants to go through the rehab cycle to potentially come back and try to do his age 40 season with the Jets. It is ridiculously unfortunate and at times, I'm speechless about the whole thing. I still haven't fully processed it yet. But basically, the way this is going to go is I got to do a review of the Bills game. It's a game that the Jets won in an incredible fashion. It was awesome to see what they were able to do against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills yet again. With Zach Wilson playing the way that he did, just a really fun game in the sense of what happened on the field for the players that were there. Um but this Aaron Rodgers things needs to be discussed, and I don't want to have them together. I want to talk about the win 
as a win, all positivity. I want to get this Aaron Rodgers stuff out of the way and put it behind us. Obviously, we're going to be referencing Aaron Rodgers for the remainder of the season and what he would have looked like had he played here. We'll do it for the rest of our lives. I'll spend 60 years talking about what would have been with the 2023 New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers under center. And that's just something that we have to live with forever now. But we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, what he did, you know, coming in here, the hype and everything, where we're at right now, our options at quarterback with Zach Wilson, with free agents, with trade options. Then we're going to move past it. That's going to be a podcast in itself, this one. And then I'll do another podcast preview or reviewing the Bills game with a lot more optimism, positivity around what actually happened on the field. Then I'll actually do a third podcast, and that's going to be reviewing the Dallas Cowboys game. So what I'm thinking this year, just to kind of give you a heads up of what's coming, I'm thinking of doing two podcasts per week, one review episode of the matchup that just happened, and then one preview episode of the matchup upcoming. I'll probably put the review out on Tuesday and put the preview out on Wednesday is my guess. So it'll be like two 30-minute episodes or a 30-minute episode and then a 20-minute episode rather than one 50-to-an-hour episode. So let me know how you feel about that. You know, reach out to me on Twitter at Jets underscore Dan. I actually have had a few people reach out and say that they like the smaller episodes, a little more digestible and easier to find the content that you're looking for. So all positive so far from what I've heard. But if you feel otherwise or you agree, just just let me know. At Jets underscore Dan on Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Also rate, review, subscribe to this podcast wherever podcasts are found. It is one small thing you can do to try to cheer up a sad Jets fan in these trying times. So that is what I got for this podcast episode. Let's get into it, starting with Aaron Rodgers, who I notably and openly on this podcast all offseason said was my number one offseason target. I knew about the contract he carried. I knew about the other options and Derek Carrs and Ryan Tannehills, whoever you could list, but there was nobody that I wanted more than the Aaron Rodgers. We were able to get him for a somewhat fair trade. I think it's worth noting that we were willing to trade a first-round pick in this year if Aaron Rodgers played 65% or more of the snaps. He didn't, so that becomes a second-round pick in next year's draft for the Green Bay Packers. The Jets retain that first-round pick, and who knows? They could be going for a quarterback next year. That first-round pick may be important. Never anticipated having that first-round pick. Never wanted it. Just wanted to see Aaron play. But that is past us now. So I wanted Aaron Rodgers more than anything. I knew the price tag. Um, He was somehow willing to give us $35 million back. So on top of that, you're like, okay, had we known this all along, what the compensation would be and what he would do with his contract, it would have been a no-brainer across the board. I don't care that he's 39 years old. I don't care that he was having a slightly down season last year in Green Bay without Nathaniel Hackett. There was nothing better. And we made it work, and the whole Pat McAfee show, and the offseason, and the hype, it was unbelievable. But everybody told us, be careful, Aaron Rodgers' personality He's really going to be a thorn in your side. You're going to hate having him in your locker room, in your presence, and watching the Aaron Rodgers show. And it was the opposite. I think every single Jets fan loved watching the Aaron Rodgers show, and there was plenty of it. Hard Knocks, One Jets Drive, Pat McAfee show, interviews across all sorts of different platforms. And it was basically the most fun offseason in the last 15 years. The last time you could think of an offseason this fun was probably that you know, Rex Ryan offseason when they were on Hard Knocks as well. And it was probably the most anticipated Jets season ever. And the only one that even comes to mind as similar would be 1999 
with Vinny Testaverde coming in with Super Bowl, Super Bowl aspirations, or maybe 2010, Mark Sanchez coming back, adding like LaDainian Tomlinson, Super Bowl aspirations. This was the most anticipated Jet season of my lifetime for me personally. So, so much negativity to go from an Aaron Rodgers to a Zach Wilson just like that. And Aaron Rodgers was going to be the best quarterback the Jets have ever had since Joe Namath, and he was probably going to break all Jets passing records had he played a full, even 15 games. Regardless of his skill declining, it was going to be such a better quality quarterback than we could even imagine. And we still have to imagine it because we don't get to see it play out. Now we go to Zach Wilson, who's a guy that at this time last year, we basically had the exact same setup, a very, very similar roster. We had, you know, we had Quan Alexander and Corey Davis and Braxton Berrios. Now we have Alan Lazard and Nicole Hardman and Dalvin Cook and Adrian Amos instead of Joyner. But overall, it's like a pretty similar feel to the roster and the coaching staff and everything. And now we're sitting here with Zach Wilson at quarterback, Robert Sala telling us it's going to be Zach Wilson for the remainder of the year. And this is the exact situation that we looked at on paper in the offseason and said, well, we don't know who the Jets are going to get at quarterback, but we know it's not going to be Zach Wilson because they won't do that experiment again. The roster is too good, too talented to waste on Zach Wilson. And we knew that. That's why we went after Derek Carr. We talked about trying to trade for Matt Stafford, we're finding out. Go for Aaron Rodgers, all sorts of different guys in the mix the Jets would potentially bring in to be a quarterback instead of Zach Wilson under center and give him a year to just develop under Aaron Rodgers, maybe two, and then maybe one day when his rookie contract is up, he's worthwhile having on the team. Unfortunately, we're right back to that situation with that quarterback that we said we never wanted to have starting in the first place. So it's uh, it's going to be a little bit tricky, but I will say the one positive that we have going for us this year is that Aaron Rodgers is still a New York Jet. And if he's able to get his foot in a walking boot, get on crutches, get the surgery done, and come back to the team and be involved in the offensive installs, in the film review, in the game, the play calling, the discussions on the sideline, looking at the iPad with Zach Wilson saying, hey, this is what we see here, try this, make that throw. We saw in the preseason Aaron Rodgers had a headset on not playing and told Zach Wilson, hey, Malik Taylor's going to be wide open for a pass, throw it to him. That's when Zach Wilson hits him for 50 yards, and we're like, wow, we can't wait to see Aaron Rodgers doing this. Well, We don't get to see that this year, but maybe he can get some of that stuff into Zach Wilson. And last year, Zach Wilson had a Joe Flacco and a Mike White, who were minimally helpful in that respect. And a Mike LaFleur, who I don't even know was fully invested in helping Zach Wilson at that stage either. And now you've got a Nathaniel Hackett, a Tim Boyle, and the Aaron Rodgers that want Zach Wilson to be better. We just have to see if he can do it with that support around him. So... We now have to sit here and just kind of accept the fact that Aaron Rodgers will not be the quarterback. We have to brush it off. We have to move on, and we have to realize that after being the talk of the town for the entire offseason and being that number one team that everyone's looking at, the target on our back, the crows pecking at our necks, we're right back to being that underdog again. I'll tell you right now, you look at the New England Patriots game with Aaron Rodgers versus with Zach Wilson, that goes from a projected win to a projected loss real fast. Vegas is going to be jumping on that one, and it's going to be a lot more difficult to go through that and many other games this year. And uh, we're going to be an underdog now. We're opening up right now. We're nine-and-a-half-point dogs to the Cowboys, something that we certainly weren't a little while ago. I think we were 16-to-1 odds to win the Super Bowl. We've moved now to 35-to-1 odds, 
and that's with a win against the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football with Zach Wilson under quarterback. So it's uh, it's familiar ground for us. This is the worst day probably in New York sports history in terms of like one small change, one little transactional move of putting Aaron Rodgers onto IR and the impact that it has from a Super Bowl aspiring team to, you know, I don't know, fighting for 500 record. I don't know where our bar is now. I'm sure Vegas would say it's pretty bad. I'm sure Robert Sala would say we still have pretty good odds. Probably somewhere in the middle. We got to brush it off. We did win our first game. We are 1-0. And we got work to do because we got a hard schedule coming up. And a lot of these guys in this team are really, really good. And they're not just going to be falling over and rolling over for the other team because we have a less competent quarterback under center. It's going to be, all right, everybody else is going to have to step up. And maybe this year with a Brees Hall in the mix and AVT in the mix for much longer, with Garrett Wilson in his second year and a potentially more helpful offensive scheme, Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, maybe we can get just enough out of Zach Wilson. But we're going to have to see what the other options are. We're going to do that right after a quick commercial break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Alrighty, and welcome back to this devastating podcast episode. The Jets do win 22-16 to in overtime against the Buffalo Bills with a remarkable comeback. Super awesome to see Xavier Gibson, the rookie, get that great punt return touchdown to win the game. To hear the stadium energized and loud. When Aaron went down, there was a weird lull in the game from the stands who were obviously in complete awe and shock and quiet. And the offense got kind of weird and there were some penalties and pre-snap things and things were looking a little ugly and hodgepodgey. But then once the crowd came back and the team kind of got into its kind of into the routine and rhythm that they had last year, um, things got a little bit better. That stadium was electric. And by the time that game was over and the Jets were forcing turnovers on basically every single Josh Allen snap and scoring points, getting that big punt return touchdown, that crowd was electric and it was awesome to hear. A lot of people said it was the loudest they've heard that stadium ever. So awesome to hear from the fans. Awesome to see, uh, the Jets pull this thing out, you know. I say it's like the worst day ever because Aaron Rodgers is gone, but 
imagine if the Jets had lost that game, just where we'd be. Thank gosh we have at least the win, at least the 1-0, the Buffalo loss to hold on to and hang our hats on. So talking about QB options for the Jets, obviously we're going to have to do something here. We have Zach Wilson to be the starting quarterback, and Robert Sala today in his press conference said that, you know, the goal is to have Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson be the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. It's his team. We've heard this stuff before. He said that about Zach Wilson in the past, and then we had Mike White playing and we had Joe Flacco playing. Could be one of those situations where there's a mysterious injury to Zach Wilson if we have to get him out there. Um, but even still, you're hoping that Zach Wilson can make it through 17 games if he's the guy. Tim Boyle goes from being inactive this past week to now being the backup quarterback. If the Jets elect to use that new emergency quarterback the NFL implemented or put somebody on their practice squad, they're at least going to have to bring in another quarterback in some fashion. So what are they going to do there? Is it going to be a complete backup who's just going to be helping in the film room? Is it going to be a guy that's going to compete with Tim Boyle for the backup job if they don't think Tim can do it? Or is it going to be a guy that can compete with Zach Wilson or even take the job from him? This stuff is going to be interesting to navigate because we hear Robert Zala saying that it's Zach Wilson's team. We're going with Zach Wilson. We have faith in Zach Wilson, yada, yada. That's all well and good. He's got to do that. He's got to give the team some hope, some optimism. He's got to give Zach Wilson some hope, some optimism. But like I said before, this is the exact same situation we were in back in March when the Jets basically said, we don't know who our quarterback is going to be, but we're not rolling out the Zach Wilson experiment again because this team is too good and ready to win right now. We're willing to make a blockbuster trade, call all these different teams for different options to try to find a way to win this year because our roster's there. Unfortunately, we can't do it with Zach. Now here we are trying to convince ourselves that, hey, maybe we can do it with Zach. I don't put it past the Jets to make a big move. I think that the most logical thing at this point in time, looking at a Dallas Cowboys game coming up in five days, would be Chris Traveller coming back onto the roster, maybe staying on the practice squad, maybe being that emergency third quarterback, just because he's the only guy, other than Joe Flacco, who somewhat knows the roster. And Joe Flacco wasn't with the Nathaniel Hackett Jets. Chris Traveller was for like the first half of training camp, so he's the only guy that really has like a, he can come in right now and at least operate probably 15 plays know some of the backup players and things like that. So Chris Traveller could be an interim guy that they pick up. They pick up a Chris Traveller or a guy of that level. It doesn't make them a, a permanent fixture. They can also be cut at any time. They can be put on the practice squad, taken off. They can be replaced. So if you hear the Jets are signing a really non-flashy quarterback in the next couple days, don't put too much weight on it because that guy can certainly be replaced, especially if things get ugly. The one kind of nice thing about this is that it's week one and the Jets actually have some time to bring in some free agents, go through some workouts, make some trades. Trade deadline hasn't hit us yet and they actually have a chance to potentially get somebody in here for a good chunk of the season if they want to go that route. So if it's not Straveller um, and you want to bring in another guy to maybe be the backup quarterback or compete for that backup quarterback spot, you could look at some free agents that are available today. And the names that are most notable would be Colt McCoy, who just got cut by the Arizona Cardinals. And even though Colt McCoy is not a great quarterback, I think most people would say, like, the minute they cut Colt McCoy was kind of like the Cardinals saying, all right, we are truly in tank mode trying to get Caleb Williams in next year's draft. Because in reality, Colt McCoy gave them probably a better chance to win than like a Josh Dobbs or a Clayton Toon, who they're rolling out right now. I know Josh Dobbs uh, didn't do horrible in his debut, but... Colt McCoy seemed like the guy that actually would be able to get that team to a few wins before Kyler Murray comes back or for the entire season. They cut him. 
maybe the Jets look at him as a steady hand to come in here. He's like 36 years old, so obviously he's going to be a statue in the pocket, just trying to navigate through the defenses, but at least can probably hit some open receivers and not be as flustered as we've seen our quarterbacks be. You could also look at Matt Ryan, who's a similar situation, has more physical skill in terms of throwing the ball, has a little bit more confidence in his arm throwing the ball, but again, is a statue, couldn't get anything going with a pretty lame Indianapolis Colts offense last year is now out of the league. He doesn't really excite me that much because I think that we would just watch him play and it would be one of those Joe Flacco type experiences where it's just taking sacks, getting hit, looking old, being like, man, why did we think that this guy was 33 years old? He's way older than that and he's moving like it. And you got a guy like Carson Wentz who (laughs) is younger. He can move. He's got a little bit of fire in terms of like, you know, rushing the ball, taking hits and stuff. But he's kind of an idiot, and he takes dumb hits. He doesn't slide. He tries to play hero ball, kind of like Josh Allen, but with a lot less physical ability. He struggled mightily with the Washington Commanders. It was slightly better with the Indianapolis Colts and the experiment there. But again, like, it was a one-year trial period. The old coaches brought him back. They tried to see if they could make it work in Indy. He wasn't quite good enough. That's when they rolled out to, you know, the Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryans and whatnot, all these different guys that they've tried over there. And Carson Wentz has been many years since he was an impactful, good, high-quality quarterback that you felt like you could trust under center, and that's the reason that he's currently not playing for an NFL team. I don't trust his brain any more than I trust Zach Wilson's brain to play quarterback for the Jets. I think that he would make some nice throws, probably could put up 3,500 yards, and would drive us freaking nuts and make us pull our hair out. I don't really want the Carson Wentz experiment. I'd probably rather have Nick Foles, who was on that same Eagles team with Carson Wentz that year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, It was actually Foles that won the Super Bowl when Carson Wentz got injured. I think that Foles is another guy that is not flashy, not exciting, but maybe can operate an offense. Do I want him to be the Jets quarterback? No. But is he better than Tim Boyle? Yeah, probably. So it's another guy that you could potentially look at. You don't have to give up any assets to acquire him. And the one that I am probably least excited about would be Joe Flacco. Because we've done that enough times and tried to convince ourselves enough times that, like, well, at least Joe's... a. Every single time, he takes the sack. Every single time, he fumbles the ball. It's not the experience that we want to have. And, uh, yeah, looking through that free agent list, there really is no scenario where you just pick up a guy and, like, all right, now we're rolling. It's just going to be a battle between Zach Wilson with one of those guys that, frankly, Zach Wilson probably will win. If you want to improve Zach Wilson, you want to get this team really primed and ready to compete for the playoffs and get that Vegas odds back up in the, you know, 16, maybe 20 to 1 odds range with this talented roster that we have, you're going to have to make a trade. And there's a couple guys that I think are good options for the Jets to actually be starting quarterbacks right away, take the job from Zach Wilson, and be our guy. And that would be Jameis Winston and Ryan Tannehill. Jameis Winston's currently backing up Derek Carr. Ryan Tannehill is currently the starter for the Tennessee Titans. The Titans just lost week one, and they have Will Levis and Malik Willis on their roster right now. So two young guys that if they decide at any point, like, all right, this season clearly is kind of getting away from us. It's Ryan Tannehill's last year on his career or uh, on his contract, and we want to try to use our young guys. They may want to move away and get a little bit of value in return for them. You don't want to give up anything more than, like, you know, conditional fourth-round pick for one of those guys. But if the Jets can do that and get one of them in the locker room, I think it would give us the best odds of getting the season back on track. Some cheaper perhaps versions, you're talking maybe conditional fifths, conditional sixths. I think you could look at a guy like Gardner Minshew, Davis Mills, Cooper Rush, Andy Dalton, 
Mitch Trubisky. These are all guys that are currently backups for the team that they're on. In some situations, maybe even third string. You look at Davis Mills, they've got Case Keenum there, so they could potentially move on from Davis Mills as they have three you know, NFL-level quarterbacks. Same thing in Pittsburgh. Mitch Trubisky is there with Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett. So they have three guys. Maybe they'd be willing to move away from one. I'd rather trade for Trubisky than Rudolph any day. But we'll see. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys who just picked up Trey Lance to be behind Dak Prescott. So now what do you do with a guy like Cooper Rush? What does he mean for your plans? And is he a guy that you'd be willing to move? Again, those guys are like, I think all of those players are kind of come in and compete with Zach Wilson, but probably I would give the edge to all of them to beat him out. And at least it would give you that option where if Zach Wilson completely sucks or if Zach Wilson gets injured, you're not playing Tim Boyle or Chris Treveller or somebody who's just been waiting on a couch for the last year. The trade deadline is going to come, and when that happens, we're not going to be able to make any of these trades happen anymore. It's going to be free agents or guys that we have in-house. Maybe everyone's healthy up until the trade deadline, and then a week after that, boom, somebody goes down. I think you got to make sure that you have the depth now. I think the team is a little bit worried about trying to send a message to Zach Wilson. They don't want to bring in a guy that looks like he's going to be taking the spot from him. They don't want to get a, a big controversy in the fan base. They want to try to keep some optimism alive and some hope alive within the fan base and the locker room. So the way I see it right now is the Jets make a move, like pick up a, an old veteran, a Joe Flacco or a Chris Straveller to start, and they keep them on the roster with Tim Boyle for the next two weeks or so. They let Zach Wilson play against you know, the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots, maybe the Kansas City Chiefs. And at that point, if the team is struggling and Zach Wilson doesn't look like he's getting any better and he's going to ruin the season for us, then you make the trade. You bring in a guy, you give him an opportunity to maybe sit for a week or two, maybe through the bye week, and then you get him in there and you roll. Thank goodness we already have one win on our side and we're 1-0. I mean, we're in slightly better shape than we would have been otherwise. Because our bye week is week seven, so we will have played six games by the time the bye week comes. Worst case scenario, we're one and five. Maybe we're two and four, maybe three and three. At that point, you could put in a new quarterback and get the season right back on track because it's a much easier schedule the second half of the year. So I would expect Zach Wilson to get the opportunity, the team to be making calls, looking for some of those other guys right now. When you see one of these guys like a Straveller or Flacco get picked up, don't worry too much. They're not the long-term answer. They may get replaced in the future if the Jets make a trade. It's all going to come down to how Zach Wilson plays. But I do not believe, after everything that we just did in this offseason, building an entire team around Aaron Rodgers, saying that we have to do something to get this team to that Super Bowl level, I do not believe that they're just going to watch Zach Wilson flounder and fail with Tim Boyle behind him for the next 16 weeks. They'll find a way to get out of that and at least make something happen with this season. Because we can make something happen. Just like last year, we were in the mix. Six and three, seven and four. We lose AVT, we lose Brees Hall. The season goes down the drain. But we were in good shape. I think we were like five and one. I'm trying to remember exactly how the season played out, but like we were on fire. Uh, maybe it was Zach Wilson that was five and one, but the team was on fire. And uh, if things go well for us again, we still can win with Zach Wilson. We just have to have a backup plan because this season, like, ugh, too much optimism. The roster's too good. We just beat the Bills on primetime football. Zach Wilson under quarterback again. We can do this. And it feels a crazy place. We just got to put ourselves in the best position. So 
That is everything stemming from the Aaron Rodgers horrific Achilles rupture. Our hearts go out to him. Prayers for Aaron Rodgers, hoping he recovers quickly and praying honestly that he comes back for another year and plays for the Jets next year. I can't live with not seeing Aaron Rodgers throw a pass in the regular season for the Jets. I know it's a lot of work, an uphill battle for a guy who's going to be 40 years old to have that injury, surgery, recover. But I personally have to see it. I know a lot of other fans that have to see it. It's all I want. And if I heard Aaron Rodgers in a press conference in a week say, you know what, this sucks, super disappointed, but I got a lot of work ahead of me. I'm going to put my head down and get back and play for the Jets in 2024. That's my plan. I would feel so much better about everything. But the ambiguity around, like, what if he retires and all that, that's what keeps me up at night. That's what's making this pit in my stomach and uh, causing this constant feeling of nausea that I've had since seeing him fall to the ground. I hope we can get him back. I hope that we can find a way to salvage this season and let that defense shine, that running game shine. Garrett Wilson. We'll see what happens. We're 1-0. We beat the Bills. We're going to talk about that on the next podcast episode. Look for the next one coming out, a Bills review, and then another podcast coming a little bit later in this week, a Cowboys preview. Plenty of podcasts coming this week and this year. Stay tuned. This team still has a little bit of fight. We're not giving up yet. You shouldn't either. I'm Dan Burnham, and this is The Jet Life. (laughs) 